Welcome to the Bambushi Happy Hour. I am Peju Bambushi Roethlisberger. Hi, everyone, and I'm Naomi Bambushi. And this is the Bambushi Happy Hour film and TV edition. How are you, Ma? Are you staying cool? Oh, my goodness. I'm wonderful, daughter, in this sizzling 100-degree weather. In fact, I think it's over 100. I'm under my lovely uh, AC, and I am feeling fine. How are you, daughter? I'm surprised you're not in the pool, or did you get out so we could do the show? No, I'm going to get in there right after this. Uh, oh. it's, it's very it's very hot, um, but I guess we should be used to it. But I'm I'm doing pretty good, Ma. I, I can't complain. Had a couple of little hiccups this weekend, but um, overall, I'm doing good. Um, I, you know, was happy with the NBA draft. I like how that turned out. Uh, one, want to give a shout out and maybe I should have saved it for later, but, um, all of the top 10, uh, picks were represented by black agents. So oh, I think that's, wonderful. yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations to all the agents. Good luck. Oh, yeah. uh, that's wonderful Positive. to hear. Positive vibes. So now okay. we 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 need to tell everybody uh, what we are sipping on today, and we are sipping on um some red rose uh, vodka from my girl Taylor that was you know visited us uh, uh I guess okay. a month or two ago now. Somebody, okay. you want to do the toast? All right, let's lift our glasses to uh, health, wealth, happiness, prosperity, long life, and wonderful summer. And salute to you, Taylor. As you can tell, I made myself a little cocktail. Delicious. Ooh. My, you should have made a cocktail. You took it straight. Okay. All right. Um, so let's get into our cocktail. I just don't have all in one glass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, let's uh, talk about the first movie of the week. And you know, my, I forgot, I guess you forgot too, that our girl Gabby has a movie out. So we'll be reviewing that next week. Wonderful. Oh, and okay. guess what else? My guess what else is coming out before we get into our movie? Guess uh, Indiana Jones. Are you excited? I sure am. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. All right. First movie is John Wick 4, of course, and starring Keanu Reeves and uh, Donnie, Donnie Yen. Bill Skarsgård, one of the Skarsgård family members, the, the brother, youngest brother, Lawrence Fishburne, Shamir Anderson, and Harayaki Sonata. I'm sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. And the oh, late, yeah. and the late great Lance Reddick. So we know the bad guys are after John Wick, and there is a bounty on his head that is just ever increasing throughout this movie. Bill Skarsgård is a, AKA the Marquis of Vincent, and he is very rich and very powerful. I guess he's at the, the leader of the high table and everybody is just really pretty much out to get uh, John Wick, Ma. What are your thoughts on John Wick 4? John Wick 4 was good. It was excellent. The action was nonstop. I mean, the fight scenes, although unbelievable for the most part they were off the chain they were good and the scars guard brother oh as the marquee he was just sadistic he was cruel mean everything else you can think of 
and cowardly in the end, overall, very cowardly. And I thought it was great. Um, Lawrence Fishburne was not in any fight scenes. And I wouldn't say he had a big part, but I would say he was very good mm-hmm. in the part that he did play. And as far as Lance Reddick, well, it was a, a final farewell. And It, um, it was. It was sad, you yeah. know. It was sad, and I don't want to give away anything, but it's doubly sad when you see his role, when you mm-hmm. see how his role went. So I enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed it very much. I'm giving it the top shelf, 8.5. Um, I thought it was uh, very well done. I'm going top shelf 9, you know, for what it was, and that, and that we know that Keanu Reeves did most of his own stunts. He must be in incredible shape to do that. Um, I found it very entertaining. I don't like a lot of violence in general, but I was able to deal with this because it was just so over the top, you know? Um, There is a question that, you know, some people haven't seen this, so I'm not going to give it away um, that we all want to know. But I will say that there are are talks of a John Wick 5. Okay. We'll leave that alone. Top shelf for both of us, right? Yes. And... Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I don't want to give away anything either. Okay, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, and so the second movie of the week is Chevalier. Uh, and it is starring Kelvin Harrison, Samara Weaving, Weaving, and Minnie Driver. Now, Ma, I don't know if you caught this, but the mom of uh, the Chevalier was really miscast. Because there's a three-year age difference between them. So I don't know why that she was cast. But she didn't have, like, a significant part. But so it didn't really, you know, change the movie. So it, it, was- it, it did seem that she was rather young. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it seemed that she was rather young. But, you know, hey, what can you say? I mean, he also wore a wig at the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, so many different quirky things about it. Until you really didn't focus that much on how old you thought she really was you know you didn't mm-hmm. really focus that much on that piece of it because there were so many other distractions going on when she was on screen so you know oh, but so, uh, yeah. but, I, but I thought she was good I thought she was appropriate uh and, there, and there's certain parts of it I really like with her where she sort of uh brought him into his because well, no. he, let me right? let me tell a little bit about it before you oh, okay. you're really going in So I was just going to say, so Chevalier is a, it's based on a true story of Joseph, who, um, he was an, the illegitimate son of an, of an African slave and a French plantation owner. And he, he rose to fame as an accomplished violinist and composer. And, um, he was once very, very tight, had a very tight friendship with the Queen Marie Antoinette. And we see a lot of different things. I've never heard of this person beforehand, Ma. Uh, and I, we see why his history was kind of wiped clean for the most part, uh, you know, due to racism, of course, Ma. Um, but go ahead. You were going to say some stuff. So let's hear what you had to say. I, about I'm not that. exactly sure specifically the point that I was going to make, except to say I really did enjoy the part where his mother introduced him because since he was biracial, and he had been raised, uh, uh, you know, in a white society. Mm-hmm. Although he was a black man, he had been raised in white society. He because- did not look biracial, but I'll leave that alone. 
Because, well, it's biracial have many looks, and I I, I don't want to go down okay. that road. Biracial has many, many looks. Um, so okay. I, I will say this. I liked it when the mother introduced him to some of his African culture, mm-hmm. some of black culture. I liked that a lot because that was just barely touched upon in the movie because it was always him uh, having an elite education and being accepted into white society mm-hmm. and, even, and even receiving the title. He had a title that was bestowed upon him by Marie Antoinette because of all of his accomplishments, you know. So he was not really immersed into the black culture at all. Mm-hmm. And in particular, not the black culture of the time. And it was a long time before he was reunited with his mother. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I won't go into all that any further. But just to say, uh, it was it was good. It was interesting based on a true story. And they even give an explanation as to why up until, you know, more recently, you know, many people had not heard from him because because of racism. A lot of the history had been destroyed mm-hmm. and music had been destroyed, but has since been uh, rediscovered, resurrected and so forth. And in fact, he was uh, uh, a master violinist mm-hmm. and um so I was very happy about that. But the picture is predictably uh, tragic because of the time and place. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was interesting, but it was, uh, it was you know, triumphant and tragic all at the same time. Yeah. It, you know, to me, it, to me, I, um, I guess it was an educational piece for me because as we said, I had never heard of this person before. And I, you know, was really happy to hear that, you know, that he existed. But I was, you know, uh, even more um, upset to find out just kind of how he was treated. So, um, you know, I I recommend it. He was treated the way that black people were treated at that time. Right. He was not the exception to the rule. That's the problem. That's the problem. Right. Right. So I'm going to go my um, with a probably a high premium. I'm going to go with a, a, probably like a 7.5. Uh, I'm going to go with an 8. The top shelf. I'm going to go with a low top shelf. Top shelf. Okay. Because of its predictability, because, you know, you, you have to sort of, you know, you have to sort of just go with that because the writer didn't take license, I guess because it's based on a true character mm-hmm. and the writer didn't take license to make the ending something different because they didn't want to deviate too much from reality. Right. So, um, that sort of brought it down, but that is the reality. Yeah. And um, I don't know if it's strictly true, but it is based on a real character, you know, and like I said, some parts of it were very tragic. And some parts he was triumphant, you know. Yeah. So it was not a sustainable uh, triumph because of Napoleon, yeah. you know, and what was happening at the time and the reinstatement of slavery. So, but anyway, I give it a low top shelf. Okay. Okay. So let's move on. Like, like I've, I've mentioned earlier, uh, we will watch uh, Gabrielle Union's new movie next week and we'll talk about it. All right, my, uh, so let's move on to a series that I really enjoy and is back for its sophomore season, The Bear. And so this is pretty much a rebuild C 
season for them. When I say rebuild, literally uh, on the show, they are rebuilding a restaurant and the the restaurant is called The Bear. And so, you know, we see uh, Carmi, Carmen, Carmi, however you want to call him. He has his crew ready to open a new restaurant. And um, Sydney is there. She's, you know, motivating the staff. Uh, I think she's a, probably an excellent chef. Uh, and Natalie, uh, Carmen's sister, is pretty much the business mind, the project manager of everything. And the cousin, who is not really the cousin, I don't know what he's doing. Uh, we'll find a way for him to be helpful. I guess he's almost like the mascot. I don't want to say that, but I think of him kind of as the mascot for the restaurant because he was so close to uh, Carmi's uh, actual brother that passed away. They right. have him there almost like the spirit of the brother, because I don't really see where he adds anything or brings anything to and he feels team. that way about himself too. He does as well because he said that, you right. know, during the, yeah, the last yeah. episode. And he I understand. Him, and I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And but, not being left behind. Yeah. yeah. And he could make himself useful, but he's also dealing with anger management issues. And he's also thinks that he knows everything. And I think he probably can, um, it could benefit him to maybe take some sort of class or, you know, Absolutely. learn some type of skill. Find and feeling sorry for himself. Right. Right. And that's what he does. And that's exactly um, what he's doing. You know, then, he he's being left behind. Well, how about he? you're choosing to stay behind? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Tina is the, you know, the Afro-Latina, the, the older woman. Uh, I think she's probably the oldest, you know, one in, in the in the group. And, and she, she has good news. Yeah. And she's going to be the new sous chef. And she right. has like a really good attitude this season. Don't you think? Well, I didn't know how she was going to uh, take the offer. Mm -hmm. I didn't know from Sydney. I don't. I don't know how she was going to accept that offer, but she was happy. She was she very was happy. happy. You know, she'd be happy or insulted All because right. she, you know, she's hard to read. You know, mm -hmm. so um, that she's happy and she likes going to culinary school. Culinary school. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And she says she she's just happy. I think she you know thinks this sees it as a new opportunity for growth. And um, she enjoys cooking. Deep pocket uncle. That's the uncle, right? The uncle, but before my before you get into the uncle, I just wanted to say like who's the complete opposite is Abraham. You know, Abraham does not like culinary school. He feels intimidated by it. Yeah. You know, well, and so I don't know how that's going to work out. Remember, he didn't even go like he started and then he started to feel either intimidated, deflated or something made him stop going. Right. Yeah, well, let's see how that's going to work out because we see some changes happening there. Let's just see, you know, we see him confronting his fears and, you know, and growing throughout the show, mm -hmm. you know. So let's see how that all works out. Uh, I thought it was good. And I then Jimmy, my, you were talking about, I didn't want to cut you off before the, the with the deep pockets. Jimmy, uh, Oliver Platt, who's going to uh, yes. help them with their yes. restaurant. Yes. And, I like and him. I like him too. And it's, you know, it sounds uh, unorthodox, but it's a win-win situation for him mm -hmm. because if it doesn't work out. He, he can always sell everything and make a profit. Oh, you know, sure. either they pay him back the money they owe him, you know, within the time frame, which we know that's probably not going to happen, but maybe because that's mm -hmm. a challenge also that might happen, mm -hmm. you know, and then if not, you know, uh, Uncle Deepak is good either way, right. you know. 
I like and that. Then, and then there's there's a lot of little things going on. And then you saw Marcus. They didn't really go too much into Marcus, but he's dealing with his sick grandma. Um, yes. And then we know that Natalie, a uh, Carmen's sister, is pregnant, and she hasn't told anyone that she's pregnant. And I I knew right away she was pregnant from the way she was acting. Um, yeah. And then one little thing, my and I don't know how far you saw that I thought was um interesting, and I don't know where they're gonna go with it, but. Well, well Mukarmi was in the he was in some type of grocery store and he met up with uh, a woman that I guess he knew from back in the day and she's in med school and he gave her the wrong his wrong phone number you know he get he I don't know why he did it did she intentionally do that he intentionally gave her the wrong phone number but but oh, I well, see you know why you know why he's feeling he's feeling ashamed of himself why he's, he's in med school and he's feeling like he's not you know doing living up to his potential no but she was talking to him like oh you're the great bear and i know all about it. like she was like hyping him up you but, know? He felt, but he felt like don't believe the hype it's not what other people think about you is what you think about you mm, yeah that's true well why did he give it a wrong number does he not like her he does you could tell he likes her I'm well, not, i was hoping okay so why do you think he gave her the wrong number i intimidated foolish right right and you are intimidated because you're feeling what you're an unworthy opponent but she likes him she like because she you know she she found out that he gave her the wrong number and found that it got it got his number so yeah. she likes him but we'll, right. we'll talk about that, you know, because I'm only up to episode three. So once we finish, we'll give our right. final analysis of the season. Okay. All right. Good. Um, okay, Matt, let's talk a little bit about Run the World. Uh, I don't know what you thought about it. I, I, Sandy, it was always acting like she was trying to sabotage the relationship. Mm -hmm. She was always acting that way from, you know, from almost the beginning. You know, she so in love and so this and so that but then when he asked to marry her all of a sudden she gets a panic attack mm -hmm. all of a sudden there's no real reason i mean what was the you know just they do that all the time right. they do all the time they have people breaking up or or not you know realizing you know uh their potential for no real reason mm -hmm. I didn't understand what was the reason for her breaking up. He didn't change. And she didn't really change. She didn't change, yeah. No, you know, you're right. I, I, I didn't really didn't. I didn't understand that. It was just sort of silly. It was I, just silly all the way around. You know. I didn't I didn't like that. Uh I like I'm like you, I like Stephen Bishop. Um I, this is this is an ignorant thing to say because I, you know, the older you get, you know better. But why would she want to break up with him? I don't know. I'm just. Uh, what was that's what I'm saying. What what, was what did he do? The little girl, the little daughter liked her. The little daughter yeah. was sweet, you know. The little daughter liked her. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever it is with Tika, she was in and out in a brief second. She they haven't showed her much. Yeah, not at all. She they don't have her presenting as a threat. Mm -hmm. You know, they were going to go down that path and have a whole lot of conflict between her and Tika, but they don't have Tika presenting as a threat at all. No. And and and, there, and whatever it is, you know, Stephen Bishop, he's good with everything and open and, you know, sharing and discussing. And then she just 
all of a sudden is scared. And all she breaks up with him. And, and you know, my, and I guess I'm offended by it on the level of, you know, I am a black woman and so are you. And, you know, many of us talk about wanting to be in a really good relationship and finding a good partner. And it presents your, it presents a good partner to Sandy. And she just, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with, I, I don't know. I'm having a panic attack. Most women of any race would be happy to have a man that loves them, that treats them well, um, and and is like him. I, I just don't understand. I really and truly don't. Now I understand my we're we say that, oh, you know, nothing is perfect, and you know, just because somebody is good looking or they have money or whatever or prestige doesn't mean that you fall in love with them. But she was with him for, you know, a couple of years and put herself in a situation where she was becoming the child's like stepmom. That's how we were introduced to her. Yes. And so I just, I'm not buying it. I didn't like what, where the writers went with it. And, I, I, and you could see what they were doing because mm-hmm. at every turn she was opposing him right. or hiding something from him. And he stayed understanding. Mm-hmm. He was like, Hey, I got, you know, I got it. That's you. That's how you feel. Okay. Oh, well, I'm proud of you for this, that, and the other thing. He Mm -hmm. validated her. He supported her, everything. And she was still, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not not buying it. I don't know why the writers do that. And that's annoying. So instead, they're going to have her doing what? Maybe circle back to him. I don't know. But in the meantime, what? Go through a whole lot of foolishness. Right. You know, and, and nothingness. And no man having missed, you know, like right. all, all the rest of them. It's, right. it, it, I, I didn't care for that. Right. You know, and when everybody's not going to lose, how come all the characters they make lose? Why can't somebody be in a stable or good relationship? And what about Renee? And then that, what about that whole situation? Who? Renee. Renee is the one that has the estranged husband. Yeah. And now... Uh, you know, he's still wooing her, mm-hmm. and of course, this filthy rich uh, uh, tech company owner or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. media company owner, yeah. uh, is, is pursuing her, and oh, she's just betwixt and between, you know. Now, see, that's fake, that's fake, that's oh, fake too. Sure. I don't want to go into it, but all of them wouldn't be feel both of them wouldn't be feeling her that seriously. She might be, she might have whatever going, but believe me, those two gentlemen in the real world would have whatever going as well. Right. You know, no, no, this wouldn't be praying to the altar of Renee. Mm -hmm. They'd be doing whatever else they want to do. They might date her or like her, but no way they would get that serious with her when she's stacking that flaky and flimsy. No way. No way. Right. And then they really have too many other options. No reason for them to accept that foolishness. All right. And then. And then Whitney, I don't know what is going on with Whitney girl, because she just seems like she, you know, she messed up so bad. She didn't think about what she was doing. She really didn't think about it. She went and, you know, had her little quickie with this, the uh, community penis. And then now she's sitting around looking crazy. Right. And I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have much sympathy for her on that because she didn't have any business doing that. You know, she really didn't. How in the world do you think it was ever going to be worth it? And then you go and sneak and have sex with somebody that everybody knows. All right. 
Why on earth? You would have did better if you would have took a vacation somewhere and never run into the person again. Don't get me wrong. It's not, I'm not saying she should have done it at all. But how could you do something so and easy to identify? My, and you know what? And it's harder to do that now, like unless you go somewhere and you pretend to be somebody else because of social media, because you people look that, you up. Uh, you got that 100 percent right. Well, I'm going to tell you something to me. You could do anything you want to do if you shut your mouth and, and stay out of the way of cameras. Oh, well, yeah. Shut yeah. your mouth and, and shut your phone off and make sure whoever you're dealing with has their phone off. Has their phone off, yeah. You would be recorded and photographed and, and next thing you know, you'll see your arse on Twitter. <laughs> you'll see, right? You might see more than that. That's right. <laughs> You see your whole everything on Twitter. <laughs> All right. Oh, gosh. So what? we'll see what happens with Run the World. But I was not happy with the way this episode went. Why did we find out where the other where the other young lady went, where the other member of the group went? What do you mean? On the show or yes. in real life? On the show, she's in Tulum. No, no, no. No, I know she's in Tulum in real life. What oh, that no, I did not. I did not find out. I will. That thank you, Ma. I'll I'll find out for next episode. Okay, okay. Uh, my I don't know if we're gonna move on to a uh, a new series, a series premiere of a uh, Secret Invasion starring Samuel Jackson and uh, Colby Smulders and Amelia Clark. Remember her, uh, Daenerys from Game of Thrones, and then we have Olivia Coleman, Ben and Ben Middleson. Oh, and okay. I think it's his name, Kingsley Ben Odor. So Nick Fury was depressed, obviously, during the time when, if you remember from um, the Avengers, when they all disappeared, they were gone. Do you remember yeah. that happened? Okay, and they vanished. He was on his uh, planet or wherever he was. All right. Yeah. And so during that time, uh, Nick started, uh, you know, neglecting some of the promises that he said that he was going to make to the scrolls, the people, the, the, the scrolls people. Yes, yes. And, and because of that, um, a group of people decided to go a little bit rogue. And so the head of the, you know, rogue scrolls is now, they're shapeshifters on, they're now trying to take over the world, pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so now Samuel's character, Nick, Nick Fury, is trying to stop them. So he's coming back from his depression. Um, he lost some people too recently that he cared about and i think he is it a wife or somebody he lost and so he's back now and he wants to stop him. yeah yeah and so that's kind of where everything starts with this and i don't know how yeah. you feel i thought it was pretty good i, I wasn't was overwhelmed I, I enjoyed it um this is i'm gonna I wasn't you know, overly you. impressed is what i mean to say but it was, was pretty not, good not, I, I, I was not overly impressed but i thought it was good Right, right. Me too. I did same sentiment. You know, I, I didn't think it was fabulous off the chain, but I thought it was good. But you know what? I'm I'm thinking this is going to be a creeper, you know. However, I, they keep on with that theme. Well, Fury, you know, you're not the man you used to be. Fury, you know, you're old and broke down and you know you can't handle your handle like you used to. Mm -hmm. And you need that from everyone he encounters. Mm -hmm. And also his friend. Remember, remember they got into a fight 
Yeah. And yeah. he had to shoot the guy because yeah. the guy was beating up his friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And remember, remember his friend said, don't do it. I can do it myself. Right. I can, I can get him. Well, maybe he could have got him, but he wasn't getting him at the point that Fury shot him. You're right. right. Yes. So he was getting his arse beat, right? Yes. So, so I'm hoping that we're going to have some surprises where Fury, you know, comes out victorious mm-hmm. or Fury has an ally who is victorious. Well, he you has know? allies. And then you see Olivia Coleman coming up there. I don't know. She's. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, an ally we haven't seen yet, okay. like a younger version of him, something like that. No, I don't know. You got me? Yeah. Nah, yeah. I don't know about that. I said, I hope the writers maybe surprise us with something like that yeah. or something that we don't know he has or okay. something. No, you wow, know, Ma, I see you got your writer's hat on today. Yeah, you know, you can go mm-hmm. a lot of places with this, you know? Okay. So, uh, so I'm going to continue to watch it because I want to see what's oh, going to yeah. happen. Oh, me Here. too. I AKA Samuel. So I'm going to continue to watch it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ma, so let's, let's um, kind of finish the Black Mirror a season six because we have episode four and five, which you did not discuss from the last, last week. And so the episode four was Maisie Day and it stars the oh, boy. Uh, Zazie Beats. And it takes place in, I think it's 2006. And she is working as paparazzi. Uh, You know, she takes a photo of the celebrity and the photo is actually outing whoever that celebrity is. And that person eventually goes on and kills himself. And so Zazie, you know, becomes very conflicted over this type of career. And plus, she is not bringing in as much money as she needs to bring in because uh, she has a roommate and high rent. And so uh, we notice she takes a job at something that looks like Starbucks, but then she gets win of a job that can bring in a big payday, I think of $30,000. And um, it's uh, taking a photo of a celebrity who is, uh, let's just say troubled celebrity. So that's kind of where we start off with this with this episode mom what are your thoughts on Maisie Day I thought it was good I thought it was very intense and boy they took a turn into darkness that I had not anticipated I mean of course it's incredible you have to use your imagination to appreciate it and get Mm -hmm. into it but it was I thought it was very entertaining very different and um uh, I thought it was just uh, a very entertaining. I thought it was riveting. I thought it was a little, um, a little bit dangerous, you know. Uh, I thought it was totally over the top, and it was a little bit scary, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, I thought it was really good. And you would have no idea that this is where they're going with it, you oh, know? Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, not, we can talk. You can you can say, Ma. You can say, not, because... No, you say as much as you want to say. I don't want to say anything for people who haven't seen it yet. Ma, but this different. It's not a movie. Movies. We know you be have different rules for movies. You go. You divulge okay. whatever you like to divulge. Okay. All right. Uh, listen, Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot different than uh, the way it started. I had no idea it was going to turn into a... Uh, more of a, a horror type story 
but it was it was well acted. It was very um, entertaining. And it was just a whole thing of like celebrities um, going wild kind of. Um, and it reminded you of, you know, something that you would say like a Lindsay Lohan back in the day, a Britney Spears back in the day, you know, that type of thing. You know, we're going to these uh, she she rehab places and they took it to the real extreme. It wasn't the drugs that we thought was the issue. It was a supernatural um, occurrence that happened. And I, I, I enjoy it actually. And it was one of the shorter episodes. It was, I think like 40 minutes or something to that effect. Um, but it was, it was, it was a good one for me. The only one that I didn't like my, which one was that the one that we didn't really care for, um, which was with, um, Oh God, Aaron Paul and, um, Josh Hartnett. Oh yeah. Where they did had the, um, uh, the robots, the body exchanges. What was it? Uh, I, I I don't remember the name of it with Kate Mara. That was episode three. Right. And we didn't particularly care for that, that was one. Long and drawn out to for no reason. Right. It, it was long and, and very little payoff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just just horrible, actually, you know? Um, and then yeah. finally, um, so um so we were good on that one, right? So um episode five of which was Demon 79. And that took place in England in 1979. And it was definitely um, different and cute and, and another like horror type turn to it. Um, and it's uh, a tim like a timid sales, I guess, assistant associate is told that she must commit um, some really terrible acts in order to prevent pretty much uh, the apocalypse Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. uh and it was really um I wound up really liking it. Um, I, I did too. It turned out to be a love story. It, right? it turned out to be a love story. It turned out to be yeah. a love story. It was it was a lot it, of it, other crazy things that went on in yeah. there. Um, but it was definitely um it was a love story at the end of the day. Some, some parts of it was very violent. Yes. You know, but in the end it turned out to be yeah, a, a love story, a happily ever, ever after kind of situation, and and surprisingly so. Okay. And I and I enjoyed it because I, this is another it, one of the episodes. It, it, in they Go gave ahead, that Mom. really unexpected. I'm sorry, they gave that unexpected twist in the end. Yeah, I thought there was a twist in the end, and I thought uh, you never knew what was going to happen. Um, as you were watching it, and I think that is um, a sign of really good writing. Because, um, you know, a lot of these things, you know, are just very predictable. But I had no idea the lead actress um, was an Indian woman. I liked that they had her playing that role. And she was just like an average woman, just kind of, you know, living her life and not really speaking up for herself and, and you know, dealing with people around her that weren't, weren't the nicest people. Um, and then she, you know, comes across somebody who is a little bit bad, uh, well, a lot bad. And um, what he's telling her is actually the truth. And you would never believe it because it just seems like you don't know. You don't know as you are watching what is true, what's not true, what's going to happen. Um, at the end of the day, this is a love story. And I really enjoyed it, uh, Ma. I thought it was very different. And I was very happy about the end of it. I thought the end was original and thoughtful. 
And I thought, you know, the, the writers said, let's go way out here. Since we're going down this path, let's just go all the way. And I thought they were very brave, very bold, and they didn't conform to the type of endings that we always see, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I enjoyed it a lot. It was really good. And, you know, overall, you know, Black Mirror, uh, overall, they are very good. Those writers are very good. What are you what are you gonna give this season, season six overall? I'm, I'm giving the season, I'm gonna give the season an A minus or top shelf, low top shelf eight. A low top shelf eight. Okay. Right. So top shelf eight. Okay. All right. Um, I'm gonna go uh, I'm in with you. I'm a top shelf uh eight and a half. The only episode that I did not like was the Josh Hartnett of Kate Mara and Aaron Paul episode, I thought that they just didn't even care and they wasted our time. They, I, I think they, they could have accomplished the same thing mm-hmm. that they did almost an hour and a half doing. They could have done it in like literally half the time. Right, right. Really could have done it in half the time. And you would uh, think, and you know what my, um, a lot of times when it's something is longer, you were hoping that it's going to be better than everything else. And it was the worst one. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be using the time time to, you know, to add more, develop the characters more, add more to the story, add more to the plot, you know, in some way. They did not. They could have told that very same story and it would have been maybe even better Mm -hmm. if they would have made it shorter. You know, they had had uh, lapses there where it just really drug for Mm no reason. So... Okay. Okay. So my um. So yeah. So we really enjoyed success overall. A total success. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Another show that premiered. I think this is the third season. I, I could be wrong, but um, the Righteous Gemstones. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about it because I want to see how the season progresses. But, okay. Um. We're we're pretty much where the kids. When I say the kids, they are you know not no. children. Right. Um, um, they are now running things and Eli has retired um, and kind of let them come up to the forefront. And this is what we're seeing. And they don't seem to be doing a good job. And they're still looking to Eli, a.k.a. John Goodman's uh, character for guidance. Um, right. the, the sister people, people are leaving the church, mm-hmm. threatening to leave and leaving the church and mm-hmm. everything. And people do not want them to run the church. Right. And the sister is having an affair and the brothers know that she's having an affair. And um, you're obviously going to use that to their advantage. And then um, the youngest brother, like he's running the youth department and he's very repressed. And I don't like that he's doing running the youth department because he has a lot of repression, as we know. And then the oldest brother, um, his oldest brother named Jesse, um, He's the most powerful, but he, you know, always seems to just miss the bark. He makes the bar all the time. All the time, right. Just going to sink the church deeper and deeper into the demise of the church. That's what it's going to be. Right, right. So, I don't know. Um, I I am enjoying it. I mean, I always think they're really funny, but um, you know, we'll talk more about it as the season progresses, now. But any thoughts? They're hysterically before? funny. They're hysterically funny if they just weren't quite so violent and corrupt. Yeah. Any any thoughts so far, Ma? 
No, you know, just that, you know, the season is good. They're continuing on being, you know, incompetent and violent, solvent, ultimately resorting to violence to resolve everything and also greed. Mm -hmm. You know, I haven't seen them show much kindness and love that you might hope to see from a bunch of religious people. Mm -hmm. Um, they're, They're the opposite of everything that you would hope that they would be. They're the complete opposite. Yeah. Okay. Um. So so let's see because I watching it. You know, yeah, I always oh. enjoy the righteous gemstone. So let's see where they go with this. Okay. All right. Um. So my we have to talk about something that is definitely really sad, and we didn't discuss it on the last episode, and I'm sorry about that. Um. But we know that the five lives are lost in the Titanic submersible. For a lot of other people, we just would say submarines, um, but there's a technical term for for this. Um, and so we know that the founder of the company that operates the vessel, uh, a British businessman and explorer, a British father and teenage son, you know, from a prominent Pakistani family. And um, there was another um, expert, French expert that was on the um, sub- submersible. And so we just kind of, you know, it's just the whole thing is just really sad. It just seems as though it's something that shouldn't have happened. Um, you know, J- James Cameron talked about how it really reminded him of what happened on the Titanic when so many people warned the captain, you know, that, um, you know, there was ice ahead and that it was very dangerous. And people warned this uh, person who was operating the sur- submersible not to go out there because it was extremely dangerous and there was just so much that they didn't know and so much else that needed to be explored before they took this venture. Ma, do you have any thoughts on this whole Uh, tragedy? My only thought is that yes, it was tragic and um, I don't know what it was that encouraged them to go except their sense of invincibility and their sense of courageousness, but also there was an element of recklessness to it as well. Mm-hmm. There was an element of recklessness to it, and and it just ended up being a tragedy because there was reason, according to other experts in the field, there was reason for them to... Uh, feel that further testing was warranted before they knew the viability of this submarine, uh, this mini sub. Um, But for some reason, they decided that it was safe enough. I don't know. Well, you know, my, you know, I was having this discussion with you, um, you know, off offline, um, you know, and I was talking about because I know when it first happened, a lot of people were, you know, making fun of them and, you know, saying all these other, you know, things and oh, you know, rich people, they're always doing, you know, foolish things because they think they're invincible, blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I was saying the same thing in the beginning. And then I said to myself, we all take a foolish risk every day of our lives. We do things that are that could be very dangerous, then that can cost us our life. Um, imagine if, because one of them supposedly was a billionaire on on the boat, on the sorry, on the submersible. Imagine if we were billionaires. 
Imagine some of the risks that we may take. Imagine some of the things that we may do just because we have the time and money to do it. Um, I know that I've done a lot of reckless things that, you know, I look at like, why did I do that? Like that could have been very dangerous. Uh, And so, you know, like I said, people drinking and driving every day, they take a risk. You know, people jumping from airplanes, you know, doing all these different things. People take a risk. So um, I hope that people will, you know, just let the people uh, rest in peace and, you know, out of respect for everybody's family, um, because we all do things every single day that are maybe reckless. Um, yeah, so because yeah. we also we also most of us have a sense of adventure, right? You know, right. so that's the other piece of it that you know plays a big role. So you know, in this case, there was just a very tragic ending. It was, you know, and R.I.P. to those to, to those four people, five five people. R.I.P. to you know all the um, passengers of the mini submarine. Okay, uh, so my, let's move on to something else that um, is a serious case, but we're starting to have, you know, find out more and more details. And this is about Jonathan Majors. And of course, he is accompanied by his lovely girlfriend, Megan Good. And so we know now um, some new details are coming up. So supposedly uh, part of the defense is that Miss Jabari, who was the um, woman who is the ex, of Jonathan Majors that she, you know, was under the influence heavily and that the injuries that she sustained, um, they're claiming that they were self-inflicted and um, that when Jonathan Majors was arrested, that it was a racist arrest, meaning that none of the police actually asked how was this woman injured? They assume that Jonathan Major, uh, you know, beat her up or, you know, caused the the bruises. So my does this information change anything for you? Or are you still waiting to just kind of see where we go with this whole situation with Jonathan Major? I'll take a wait and see attitude uh, because I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. I, know I'd like take a wait and see attitude. Let's, you know, get more of the facts in, mm-hmm. you know, the little tidbits sprinkled here and there and everywhere. I don't know the relevancy or the veracity of any of these statements. So I say, mm, you know, let's hear of, of, from all involved. Let's and would it make what- you look at, uh, would it make you look at making good differently too? No, I never really had any particular uh, view of making good, you know, I, I didn't know too much about her. Uh, I'd see her in the pictures and hear her dating this one or that one or going with this one or that one. I really never knew if I thought she was a person who made good decisions or not. I never delved into her enough to know, you know, so I, I don't know. I don't know about her. Not yet. The jury's still out. I mean, it's easy to make jokes and say all kinds of things, but, you know, really, the jury is still out on making good. Okay. Well, we know she's been in the business for a while and making her money and everything. And absolutely. So good on her for that. You never know if she's dating just because she likes individuals or she's dating because, you know, 
uh, because she thinks it's good for her career. I mean, you, I, you don't know anything. Or if it's a combination, you know, and, you know, if she's choosing wisely or not, I, I really don't know. You know. Okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I, hope, I hope that for Jonathan, mm-hmm. I hope he really um, did not did not assault any woman. I hope he didn't insult assault anyone. That that's all. Me too. Say. Me too, Ma. That's where that's where I'm at with that. Okay. okay. Um. Let's move on to something a little bit more lighthearted, Ma. So we know that um, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's deal with Spotify that that's you know over um, as far as their Meghan Markle's podcast. But we heard of one person that she tried to get on her show that politely declined, Ma. Did you hear who that person is? No. Taylor Swift. Oh, well. So what do you think about Taylor Swift declining to come on the show? Now, before you answer that, we know we she, Megan had Serena Williams, who was obviously a friend of hers, Mariah Carey, and uh, Paris Hilton. Right. But Taylor Swift politely declined. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, my thoughts are that she didn't want to go on the show when she has her. That's her prerogative. To me, she go like the rest. You either you say yes or no. I mean, I don't have anything to say. I don't about know that. how much Taylor Swift actually does those types of things. I, I haven't really heard of her doing that. To me, that's you know, she say yes or no. That's all. Okay, and you know, and you know, no significance to that. You know, yeah. and you know, Taylor probably doesn't want people necessarily in her business too much. Right. Right. right right that's exactly what i'm thinking so no so no big deal i mean who cares enough of her business is already public that's you know i mean i wouldn't even care didn't she just break it with somebody again that she'd been going with for years or something well yeah she did and she well she broke up with somebody else after she had been going with someone for years whatever all right so also my Prince Harry, I don't know if this is true or not, but this is according to TMZ, reportedly tried to have uh, a couple of people on his show. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. Trump and Putin. Do you believe that? No. That just seems like that wouldn't even make sense. Nope. Not at all. I just don't believe that. I'm telling you, this is according to TMZ and they don't know for sure. They said reportedly. Oh, well, you know what? Good. I'm glad they qualified that statement. Otherwise, they'd have lawsuits coming down on them. <laughs> Go ahead. No, okay. I don't. I don't okay. I don't know how Harry even thinks that would help him to even yeah. have that out there. Nope. Right. OK, Ma. Uh, so I know that you are familiar with Max Kellerman, who, you know, used to be on First Take and, and then has his own yeah, so- show. They're doing with Max since they shut down the show. Right, Ma. Yes. So we know that Max was really popular when he was on the first take. At that point, was at the like probably at the height of his career. But we know that Stephen A uh, fought to get him off of first take. And so he got his own show called This Just In television show. And then he was doing a daily radio show, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. And we know that Kellerman makes about $5 million a year. Now, um, ESPN is doing a lot of layoffs, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, what do you think is the best 
career move for Max coming up for him? Come on, Peju. How do I know? I don't know what options are available to him. I mean, he was remember before Ma, he was one of the people that we say could get invited to the cookout because he's very liberal. Oh yeah. And, well, well um, what do you mean? Just a suggestion? Are you talking? Yes, yes, a suggestion. Well, he can. Well, obviously, he enjoys staying in the media. Mm -hmm. So, if that's what he's doing, I don't know. Shoot for another show on another network. How about MSNBC? MSNBC would be in alignment with his politics, mm -hmm. from what I can gather. I I could gather. Um, for, from what I have learned of Max when he was on with Steve, with Stephen A, um, that he's liberal. Mm -hmm. He oh, seemed way more liberal than Stephen A at that time. Right. So MSNBC would would fit, uh, at least we believe what they stand for, would seem to be in alignment with Max's uh, political bent, mm -hmm. you know, be liberal. So that might be a good move, okay. you know. I don't know what's up with CNN because it just seemed like CNN took a step to the right, but I'm not sure they may have decided to go back over to the left since that fiasco with Trump's town hall meeting. Uh, I'm not really too sure about that, but yeah, yeah I, I can see. see him something. I can see him doing something like that. Okay. Well, I like Max and I'm wishing him positive energy because I think he's smart and I think he's talented and yeah, I, I like his political views. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, in the right place or okay. in a good place, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what wishing him good luck because I feel like Stephen A started to get intimidated because a lot of people were saying that Max was more in line with their political views than he was. So, let's move on. Um, my, I don't know if you heard about this. Now, this seems crazy to me, but did you hear that it's a possibility that Elon Musk? and uh, Mark Zuckerberg are going to fight. They're going to gear up for a cage fight. I, I did hear that. Uh, Elon Musk I is... Heard that, I heard that Elon Musk challenge called out Mark Zuckerberg and Zuckerberg said, bring it on. Mm -hmm. And uh, Elon, Musk, Elon Musk is 52 and Mark Zuckerberg is 39. Um, who do you think will win? He knew how old he was when he challenged him. Who so, do you, well, who do you think would win in a fight? Zuckerberg. Is that who you want to win or who you think will win? I, you asked me who I thought would win, and I think it would be Zuckerberg. Why? I, I would hope they would knock each other out. <laughs> I hope they would beat each other senseless and both end up laying on the mat. Knocked out. <laughs> That's what I would hope. I hope they kick the crap. Oh, God. Goodbye. Real good. Okay. I have equal disdain for both of them, okay? Okay, bye. let's move on to... Uh, oh, I thought this was actually really cool. So Tia... T Tia what am I saying? Tia Tamara. Tia Mori has officially settled her divorce and she's not going to have to pay a dime um, in right. support to her ex-husband, Cor Corey Hardrick. Right. But that's right. not... supporting them for years. All right. Um, but what I thought was really cool, Ma, was their agreement about um, new romantic partners. And so they entered one thing, right? I'm sorry. 
Wasn't it wait for six months to introduce? Yes, about waiting six months to introduce the kids to a new partner and that they couldn't say anything bad about each other, you know, publicly or in front of the kids. All of that to me was just like very classy and it just kind of seemed in line. I like that too. I like that. Let's see how much they honor, uh, you know, those agreements. But I love it. I love it. It was a very classy and sophisticated way to deal with it. And I, I feel like, bad though because I like them together. It makes me sad. Well, I'm not sad because evidently they weren't happy together. You know, you want mm-hmm. them to stay together when they're not happy together. No, that's silly. I know that's silly of me. That's the the kid in me. I know what you mean? You you mean you wish they had continued to be happy together? All right, all right. Okay. You. Well, kudos, kudos to Tia and and Corey for working that out. I love that. They 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 very classy about it. Ma, I'm not going to spend much time on this, so I'm going to let you just go. Married at first sight, the reunion part one. Anything that you saw that stood out? Except we we do know that uh, Jasmine she got her uh, teeth done. Um, good good for her. Um, <laughs> that was a uh, pretty noticeable. Teeth, I really didn't. I don't know. I didn't notice her. Um, she was there, uh, you know, still being, you know, more uh, accommodating uh, than she should be uh, and being very uh, subservient. She still had the same uh, basic view about everything and and being more understanding than a reasonable person would be, you know. Well, uh, I, I don't know. She came across the same way she came across throughout the the entire, uh, you know, series. However, the one good thing that I'm going to say that I got out of it is that she did refer to her date and that she's seeing somebody and that, you know, I'm I'm thinking it's the same guy that we saw her. Yeah. Yeah. And she straight because I didn't like where Kevin Frazier was coming from when he said to her, Oh, I don't know about a man who won't show his face or something. And she said, Oh no, that wasn't him. That was my doing. I love that. that. Yeah, I, I I'm glad she spoke up with that. Because sometimes Kevin Frazier says things that are a little bit insensitive and and I don't like it. And he also said to her, Oh, how did you feel coming on there time and time again and knowing he rejected you or he didn't want you or, you know, well, I didn't like him saying that. And it's either coming up, either she cried during this part of the reunion or she's going to cry next week. I forget if it was in a clip or if it was during the show, but you see her crying about something. And, and then on a very superficial crying. Hmm? And on a superficial level, Ma, uh, Jasmine is more attractive than Aries. On a very superficial level. By by a long shot. By a long shot. So, I mean, that whole thing. And that they, but nobody even challenged it. You know, nobody challenged anything. Everybody just let that. It's just like somebody spews a big lie Mm -hmm. and people know it's a lie and they just leave it alone. They just let it happen out there. You know, as big as Nicole's mouth is, you would think she would have said something, but nobody challenged it. Nicole is very lucky that she has Chris because if Nicole had to deal with the other type of men, she would be over there in a corner uh, crying or in a uh, some type of bad state. I think I think Nicole cuss him out. 
I don't think it would have went down that way with Nicole. Okay, maybe not. Because Nicole talks. So she, okay. where she might go too far nice or too far nasty or whatever, she talks. You know, um, Jasmine won't. Jas Jasmine won't come out like that. She will not be that assertive. No, she will not be. So uh, Jasmine's dating Aries is not dating anybody seriously. So we we moved on from that. Well, not it, a serious it, person. Anybody he would be dating, it is not seriously. Uh, Clint and Gina. I don't know. I I don't know. I you know I'll never get away from my basic belief that Gina got humiliated when that camera when he made the comment about her and she saw somewhere where that camera zeroed in on her cellulite. They didn't do that to anybody else. I'm quite sure other people's body had imperfections and they might have showed it, but they focused. They zeroed in. They did a close up on her cellulite, and that's not nice. You know they didn't have to do that. Is you know they they even if you saw it it didn't have to be so you know it didn't have to be so focused on you know and so I I don't know I just had a an issue with that and I think she just never got over it I think she just never got over any of it yeah I I agree with you on that I just I I don't know um I'm Clint is seeing somebody um unlike Gina um she may be seeing a, a couple episodes I mean not a couple episodes we may may have a couple dates with McKinley but, I don't think um, that's anything I don't I, think it's anything with with that Mac Mac I don't think that's anything I, at all I don't think it's anything with Mac either uh but I I don't know um I I never really cared for Gina and I do believe that Gina really used the um show to elevate her uh what is it her uh, her beauty shop right I, I think that i think that clint is no fool and i think he's a nice guy i don't think he's a fool not at all and i think he knows get on out there and that there's plenty people waiting for him it's just for him to you know find the one that he connects with you know plain and simple Plain and simple. It might it might take energy and time, but that's a done deal. You know, I don't think he needs to shed any tears over Gina or any other woman or anybody. No, I I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I I just I I don't know. And then and, um, mm-hmm. oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And and as we said before, I don't think Gina and Matt. I mean, it may be something, but come on, he's already over in up yonder somewhere. And no, I don't see that. And I don't see him being. Anybody who's I don't see him being a serious person, you know, and 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 he just felt bad with Dom because Dom just cut it real quick and didn't want to be bothered with him. That's all. So he just got has a little attitude toward Dom. I don't think he meant anything good for Dom. And I think Dom picked that up right away and said, look, I'm not even wasting my time. I'm out. And she just and she just was bold enough to do it. Because, you know, other people felt that way and they just went, she just had the bold, bold enough and had the nerve enough to go ahead and do it. You know, we just said she was young and immature. But to me, seeing more of Mac, she was dead on. Hello? I'm here, Ma. Uh, No, keep talking. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, okay. So that's all. That's all I have to say about that, Peg. No, um, I I agree with you on that, Ma. I don't I don't know. Uh, Dominic to me, she just she seemed way more sensible than we realized, and I think that was like 
you know, we, we were looking at her as a young, young girl who wasn't, you know, mature enough, but she saw stuff in, in McKinley that we just, uh, yeah, we didn't see from the beginning. And so I'm not feeling that whole thing with Gina and McKinley. I, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, so, yeah, I don't care about either one of them. No, neither do I, neither does anybody else. How, uh, let me see. Oh, of course, Shaq and Kirsten. Nicole and Chris, we don't, it, there's nothing really to say because they seem to be getting along, right? Right. How about and Shaq and Kirsten. Yeah. Uh, you know, on on uh, Shaq and Kirsten, um, I don't know. I, I don't know even how you want to approach that because to me, Shaq had a really bad attitude toward the end. Mm -hmm. uh, Kirsten, boy, her situation has really changed. She did a whole 180. She, you know, started out acting like she was just, oh, you know, miss everything. And now she acts like she has nothing. Now she's right. acting like this humble pie. I mean, right. uh, to me, she's going to two extremes. She right. needs to find more balance in her attitude all the way around. And if I'm her, I'm not looking at Shaq because I don't buy what Shaq is saying. He said no because he didn't thought he he didn't think he'd be good enough for her. Or he said no because he didn't want to be bothered with her. And he wasn't maybe trying to live up to her standard or 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 not up to her standard, but at her standard. You know, maybe he has some higher standards in different areas. But he has different maybe values than her, you know, not about not living up to, but he maybe just wants a different type of life and right. not with her. So, you know, I, I don't see anything in there. Uh, I think it was the right call. You know, I think it was the right call. He didn't want to marry her then. And I don't see anything that's going to change that. And if she didn't present herself to be really who she was, then she then the joke is on her. If she presented herself as being more demanding or this or that than she really is, you know, then, hey, she just did her. She sabotaged the relationship, period. I, I, you know what? I What I didn't understand about Kirsten, and I think you you said this too, Ma, you said that maybe it's her, you know, her ego at this point because. Yeah, could be. If, if somebody rejects me and I, and this is my pride, I just cannot. I, I can't to that extent. You don't, you're saying that you don't want to be married to me anymore. And so right. that's where, where the issue is. And, and Shaq wasn't nice to her through the, uh, at least half of their time together on the show. He would, you know, throw little da daggers at her. He wasn't appreciative. He's like, oh, I didn't get the support. I didn't get the support. What type of support do you want? What are you right. talking about? Shaq, right. go try to get that support from somebody else. See, see what happens. There you go. See, see and, how you get. Support, and how much support did you give? Right. What did you give? I don't like Shaq at all. I, I don't. I um, you know, I started to I started to like Kirsten a little bit better, uh, but I want Kirsten to value herself more and not just think, you know, Kirsten, oh, I'm cute. There's a lot of cute women. There's mm -hmm. a lot of cute, beautiful women who have been mistreated by men. So don't okay. go there with that. That has nothing to do with anything. It's all about how you treat yourself. There you go. And, and you know, and what you let allow to happen and what you put a halt to. 
And so um, I'm hoping that she just doesn't follow up with any of Shaq's stuff because he's not he he's just not trying to be a, a real husband. He's not. He doesn't even understand or doesn't care to understand. So but there's part two coming up next week. Go ahead, Ma. Is yeah. there anything you wanted to say uh, else about uh, Married at First Sight? No, you know, let's just, you know, I, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to watch the, you know, part two of the reunion and see if, you know, what everybody took away from their experiences, you know, and, you know, I hope to continue to hear good things from Jasmine in terms of her having met uh, a nice guy, you know, and I hope that relationship will continue. And the same, I hope for Nicole and Chris. Mm-hmm. And the others, I hope they find. And and wait a minute now. And Clint and his lady. And right. for those who are, you know, single and not currently involved in anything, I wish them well. And that's all I have to say. Um, but for as far as Shaq and Ares and Gina, mm, you know, they have to look within and see mm-hmm. what they're bringing to relationships. You know, rather than critiquing other people, you know, see what it is that they could have done differently. Right. You know, yep. and uh, and that's what we're all supposed to be learning from our relationships. I agree. Okay. Okay, Ma, I need you to tell me three things that made you smile. The sun, the stars, the moon. Oh, and air conditioning in this <laughs> oppressive weather. Air conditioning. I feel you on that, Ma. Uh, for me, I'm going to say um, Steph and Clay are doing a charity match uh, versus Mahomes and Kelsey. I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. That's golf? Yes, golf. My bad, golf. It's going to be uh, televised, right? It's going to be televised. Yes, I'd like to learn how to play golf, but that's a whole other story. Okay, uh, when is it coming on? Uh, this this week sometime. I'll, I'll, I don't have the dates, but it's, de- it's coming up. Well, June is almost over, so it's supposed to be in June. Okay. 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 All right. And, um, you know, just kind of spending some time on the boat on, on, on our boat, my husband and I's boat. We, um, I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, and, um, of course my, I'm excited about 4th of July weekend, even though it's going to be a little strange this year, cause it's going to be on a Tuesday, right? Yeah. Well, that's a good week to take a, an extra long weekend or right. take your vacation if you can. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. Agreement okay. with you on that. My anything you want to say before we go? I want to tell everyone to stay safe, be careful, listen, stay hydrated, even in the winter, but in particular in the summer when we, you know, it's hot and we're doing a lot of sweating and so forth. Please stay hydrated, everyone, and be safe, whatever you do. A lot of water activities going on and so forth. Be safe. If you know you can't swim, don't be to, trying to impress people that you can. You know, use your life jacket. So don't get drunk. You know how people get a couple of drinks, they drunk or get smoked up and everything. Oh, all of a sudden they aqua man. And Is that what the- you did, Ma? No, that's not what I did, but I have seen people do it recently. So, <laughs> no, no, that's not you. You're a certified swimmer, okay? I'm not talking about you. You okay. and you I'm a junior lifeguard, okay? So, okay. you know, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people who really can't swim. I mean, if you drinking and swimming, that's bad enough. If you can't swim, you need to be careful <laughs> even with that. But if you know you can't swim for real, don't don't jump in there and all of a sudden let your alcohol or your drug <laughs> tell you that you can swim when you know you can't, okay? 
So um, just do everything in moderation and enjoy the beautiful weather. Okay. And 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 whatever uh, the office is open, either either run for it yourself or vote for whoever's running or do both, whichever. Okay. All right, okay. Ma. That, I love that. Stay woke. Stay woke. Find you some summer reading that's on that band, the bands list. Anything you see in those bands lists, pay attention to it and maybe grab a copy of it or, you know, pick it up on Audible and read it or listen to it. Which Ma, I- are, are you going to have a recommendation uh, for July, which we have to talk about our, oh gosh, we have our well, uh, be, June well, book of the month coming up. It'll be, you know, next time or something like that. Uh, okay. I will have a recommendation. Actually, I have very many, but I'll give you, I'll narrow it down to one for you for July coming up in, I uh, guess, our next podcast. Yeah. Uh yes. Well well okay. we, we we probably need to get through June. We need to, you know, talk about rogue justice, but uh yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. 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 So we'll, maybe the we'll, second we'll, and then maybe two podcasts from here we'll talk about July. Okay. All right. All right. Good. All right, right. Ma. We we've talked a lot today. So um I just, you know, like you said, Ma, um, first off, we need to tell everybody thank you for listening to uh, the Bambushi Happy Hour and following us on Twitter, on Instagram, um, at the Bambushi Happy Hour, and also all things Peju. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is All Things Peju, home of the Bambushi Happy Hour. Check out our Etsy shop, uh, the Bambushi Happy Hour store. And guys, continue to send us your emails, info at bambushihappyhour.com and our and your DMs. Now be nice with your DMs, okay? All right. Um, everyone be safe and like Ma said, be woke. And we really appreciate you guys, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you.